Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, COVID takes hold of the Premier League as a record number of positive cases are returned. Aubameyang is stripped of the Arsenal captaincy after being dropped for disciplinary reasons at the weekend. And the Champions League draw ends up with a redraw after a number of mistakes in the initial draw. Well, with that and lots of other stuff to get talking through, it's, uh, well, let's talk football. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another Let's Talk Football podcast. Um, yeah, hope you're all doing all right. Hope you're doing well. Um, don't forget, hit that sub- if you've not subscribed yet and you're listening to this tonight for the third or fourth time, just subscribe. And if you're listening to it for the first time, subscribe. You know what I mean? Get involved. Exactly. Get involved, people. Come on. You'll know exactly when the podcast goes live if you subscribe. Oh, so, um, that rhymes. Yeah, exactly. I'm good. I'm good a, like that. A bit, I mean, lots to kind of digest away from the games, I feel, this week. Yes, lots of stuff going on outside of actually the ball going into the back of the net. Yeah. And, of course, the big things going on is the round of COVID tests that were done uh, over the weekend. That came back. I think it was forty-two positive. Forty-two cases positive cases from three thousand and three thousand eight hundred and five. Yeah. So the percentages are low, but it's still the highest I think that's been returned since January. It's the highest that's been returned since sixteenth. Uh, so it was August. In we August, had, we had sixteen cases on the sixteenth of August. So that's quite a lot. Um, obviously, Man United's game with Bre- Brentford got postponed, and obviously Tottenham had their issues where they've lost three games now. Obviously, one for the snow, and then the two for the COVID games, the European game, and the Premier League game. Yep. So it's it's starting to to ramp up as it is in in all of our lives, to be honest. Yeah. Again. Yeah, it's on its way back again, isn't it? Well, it never left, but it kind of it started to take a bit of a stronger hold on life again, isn't it? Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how the Premier League kind of adjusts because we're going to end up with a busy period for some clubs, particularly Tottenham are going to have a tricky time somewhere in the season. Well, I guess the biggest thing, obviously, will be what happens in Europe because obviously UEFA have sent it to their disciplinary committee Mm-hmm. For them to discuss what happens, because Wren and Tottenham couldn't come to a conclusion about fixing a date before the thirty first of December deadline, right? Because mainly because France League, have a well, we have Premier League games to play. We've got a Carabao Cup game against West Ham next week, and yeah. Wren have a break in France from the twenty second to January the fourth. I think it is. Right. So obviously they can't play in that gap because they're on a winter break. I think UEFA will just tell them this is when you're playing the game, and then if 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 neither of you if neither of you turn up, then then it's a forfeit. And I think that's probably how it will be. Well, they released a statement to say that the game had been cancelled, so we are not going to play the game against them. Oh. So now it's just a case of what happens. Precedent would be strange. that. They'll give 
a side a three nil win, mm-hmm. and you know that will either help us or hinder us. I guess it depends, but given that it was Tottenham that had to pull out because they couldn't send a team, I don't imagine it falling well for Tottenham. No, no, it's more than likely that we'll end up getting a three nil loss and we'll be knocked out. Yeah, which which will free up the space for the Premier League exactly. Games yeah, you know, on the if you look at it from a positive point of view, it will allow Antonio Conte to have more time with the players. We'll have less games to play. Obviously, we've got to fit in two games as it is. Yeah. Potentially one more if we don't play Leicester on Thursday. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I'm not too bothered about it, to be perfectly honest. And then, um, of course, United have recorded some cases in the first team shut down first team i think villa shut down first team operations villa shut well, down first team operations on uh they had a warm down session or they were supposed to have a warm down on, session on after Sunday, the game after the liverpool game yeah yeah and then they reopened the training center on monday i believe they only had one positive they, they only had one there, positive case manchester united yeah. just said they've had several you know yeah like that might be three or four i think ours was as many as nine by the mm-hmm. sounds of it. So, yeah, obviously Norwich have had a couple as well. But Norwich seem to keep on playing games. So, yeah. Yeah, odd that. It is. And I think that, obviously, the the terms when they were sort of saying about what would happen in the case of teams getting a positive case, it'd be taken on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, and I guess, actually, if the rest of the team are continuing to test negative, then, you know, as long as the two positives that you do have are isolated and away from the rest of the squad then and i think that was the sensible thing about cancelling the rain game on thursday because Mm. if we had played obviously we had a positive case come up thursday the day we played rin there's no guarantees that friday morning we might not have had another one and then that could have spread amongst the Wren squad spread amongst the french league and then they'd have their own problems Indeed. I, th- I think we took the sensible approach personally. It was definitely the right the right thing to do, and I think you know Ren would have probably agreed with it as well. They didn't at the time. They weren't yeah. very happy about having to travel to London and fly back again. Hmm. But you know, it's a pain, isn't it? Oh, but... it's a pain having to get on a plane to come to London. Yeah, from when... <laughs> to be fair, I hate going to London. So <laughs> yeah, but you don't go on a plane, do you, to London? I mean, I wouldn't like going on a plane to London. No. I wouldn't like going to London. London's all right. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Um. So, yeah, so that it's, we'll see what happens with that situation. Hopefully it'll Keep clear up a little it. bit. Yeah. I think it'll probably get worse before it gets better, though. Sadly. I think it will as well. And I think, you know, if you look even nationally, what's happening generally with it, we start to see cases in, well, we start to see cases increase. And I think... It might the Premier League, uh, well, the football pyramid as a whole might need to start putting their players back into the sort of. Well, they are starting to do. They've changed the testing regime, yeah. so they're doing lateral flow tests every day, and then two PCR tests a week. But also, but also like the um, the squad kind of the squad bubble thing protocols and, and that type yeah. of stuff going on, and I think that probably will be something that over the winter just to be sure and a bit more cautious that that's what they should be doing but anyway let's, let's move, on. move on move on because there's another big story that came out 
Uh, and that's that Pierre Aubameyang has been stripped of the Arsenal captaincy. He has. Yeah. Very interesting. Not quite sure what he's done, but he's Not done quite something. Sure. There's, there's various reports going around, but we can't really talk about because they're not validated yep we don't want to get ourselves in trouble yeah i'm not getting i'm not getting sued um but they're out there so you can go and find them yourselves or someone else might be brave enough to tell you so yeah he's been stripped he was obviously dropped from the game at the weekend uh Mikel Arteta had his press conference on tuesday and uh obviously the club released a statement to say that he had been and Mikel Arteta said that it was a painful decision but it had to be made to defend the interest of the football club yeah that's what he said and he says we expect all our players particularly our captain to work to the rules and standards we have all set and agreed so he's been a naughty boy hasn't he so he's definitely been up to something i asked a friend who was an arsenal fan who he would like as the next captain he said kieran tierney tierney i mean to be fair i mean who's I wouldn't even know who to give it to, to be honest. From an out, from a outsider looking in, in looking in at Arsenal, there, there's no clear candidate. I don't, no, I don't think, no, there's think not if really. you included if you included Aubameyang in in the list of potential captains, you'd still go. I'm not sure who to give it to, to be quite honest. No, no, I jokingly said to him that he'd give it to Granit Xhaka. <laughs> it might it might go to someone like Gabriel. So I wouldn't be Gabriel, surprised to ben see Gabriel Ben White, yeah, someone like that. Yeah, to see one of those Obviously, guys. Obviously, there's not um, really been that many players who have been there very long. That's it, yeah. Obviously, the the players, the, obviously the players that have been there a long time. Obviously, Leno's been there for a few seasons now, but doesn't play. Yep. Obviously, Jacka we've mentioned. You know, he's an accident waiting to happen most weeks. So, not really captain material, if you think. Mm-hmm. Smith Rowe, Saka, people like that too they're probably too young to take that sort of role on um Lacazette's probably one that you would say yeah but then he's probably going to leave the club in the summer anyway indeed so yeah it's an interesting one maybe they'll just do like a some clubs do like a group captaincy don't they they don't have an official captain they have like yeah, a leadership I, I, team I think they'll need I think they'll need someone to go on the pitch though and have that armband and they're still going to be the ones that are given the profile so i think i don't think it'll work like that i think they'll i think arteta will pick his man who he feels he'll probably keep it keep an eye on the dressing room and see what's happening yeah but yeah it's yeah. a strange it's a strange situation in hot altogether to be honest i think Aubameyang still you would think going into this season anyway he's still their star player yeah. and obviously you've got people like smith Rowe and saka who have developed quite nicely for him and probably at a perfect time yeah, definitely. And I just don't... I don't know. I don't think Aubameyang will probably stick around too much longer, to be honest, mate. No, he'll either be gone he's in January gonna... or be gone in the summer, definitely. Yeah, well, he's yeah. not He's not playing in the midweek game either, so... No, no, he said that, didn't he? He wasn't going to play. Yeah. He's going to end up like <laughs> Ozil. Just going to get extradited from the team. That's it. Ostracised and then sent on his way. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. It will be, but uh, I don't think he'll be around too much longer, Aubameyang. I think he'll uh, he'll be gone, because um, it just doesn't. It seems it'll be a very tricky road back anyway. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Trust what? has been broken. I feel. Yes. Yeah. 
And the best thing for Arteta was that Arsenal were able to come out on the back of all of that and put in a pretty pretty decent performance against Southampton, I feel. Yeah, they had a lot of help from Southampton. They were very poor. Yeah, yeah but, you know, you still got to go out there and perform. And I think they moved the ball around really nicely, Arsenal, and well, played some Their first goal in really particular. Nice yeah, first mm. goal in particular was very good. They were getting pressed high. They, yeah. They did sort of four or five passes around the back. You're like, oh, my God, they're going to lose the ball. And suddenly yeah. it shifted from defence to attack. And, yeah, before before you knew it, it was in the back of the net. That's it. So, um, no, you can't... Um, the best thing... That was the best thing for Arteta, was to have, have that off the back of it, because it kind of puts his authority on it then. Yeah, definitely. And they go, yeah. no, I've made this decision, it's happening, and, look, you know... And I think best. Arsenal are heading that way anyway, in terms of the big names, the big money... Yeah, I think so. But then at the same time, I still feel that Aubameyang was probably thought of as quite an important part of the puzzle, at least for the next 18 months. You're going to have to find a new uh, puzzle, or at least this se- At the very least, this season. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, Lacazette will probably come back into it a bit more than he was probably going to be. Yeah. So it's an opportunity yeah. for him to kind of go, OK, now I'm still here. Well, he hasn't really downed tools, Lacazette. He's just been out no, he of hasn't. form, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a chance for him to kind of play himself back into that form and get himself back Because he's back a dangerous player on his day, Lacazette. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's the other big news going on in the Premier League this weekend. Let's talk about a couple of games before we talk about the Champions League. Yes. Well, Let's talk about Chelsea and... Leeds because I I only saw highlights of some of these games but that one looked particularly quite exciting it was it was a very exciting game three penalties in one game yeah which is very rare very very rare it is very rare I I didn't necessarily see anything wrong with any of the penalties if I'm honest no no a couple of silly challenges yeah yeah I think they, well, they were all a bit daft, all, all, all the challenges. They, none of them needed to be made. No. No. Uh, but they were. Uh, and I thought Mount's goal was, was a good one because I didn't really see... When Marcus Alonso got that ball on the left wing, well, like, he just whipped it in there and, and Mount was just there. Yeah, you didn't really <laughs> see any trouble for the Leeds, did you? There was like five Leeds <laughs> yeah. players in the box. You're like... Exactly. And he just kind of picked out his mouth. I don't know necessarily where he's picked him out, but he's just gone rang bang and it just landed right yeah. nicely for him. He's just played it into an area. Must be something they work on in training, that just getting it wide, getting the ball into an area and then having your runners come in at certain parts, places in the box. That's yeah. probably how they work on that. Because it was just there. Yeah. It's a shame for Gelhart though, because I thought he came on, scored. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. he's going to rescue a point for him. Lovely. Mm. And then... But- it wasn't they to be. Other ideas. It wasn't to be a silly tackle in the box. Cost them. Yeah, very silly tackle, mm. and that could have been a very good point for Leeds. It would have been going away Stamford Bridge, coming away with a point. Yeah, because not many teams will do that. Absolutely. Absolutely, but no, very, very enjoyable. Two uh, teams going a at highlight it. package for me, anyway. Yeah, two teams just yeah. going at it. Obviously, Chelsea and Leeds have a very bitter rivalry that goes back to sort of the 70s mm. it's always a bit of a feisty one Leeds got themselves in a bit of hot water with failing to control their players I don't quite know how that expression comes about but 
yeah. Isn't that basically when you just have too many yellow cards? Well, no, because that's a different thing altogether. You get a nice okay. letter from the Premier League if you have too many yellow cards. Uh, Six or more, I think it is. Okay. So, yeah, so that's that, that was for me was the game of the weekend. I thought there's lots to take away from that from Leeds. I thought it was more positive. Yeah, if they play like that um, every week, they will get more points on the board. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Let's point out again that there's no sign of Calvin Phillips in, in near the team. No. I don't know whether he's picked up or not because he wasn't, didn't even make the bench. No, he didn't make the bench, but neither did um, Patrick Bamford either. Yeah, well, Bamford's kind of coming back from his injuries, isn't he? So yeah. he might have had a bit of a setback. Or Yeah, it's an interesting one with Calvin Phillips. I think, as you said last week, it's one to keep an eye on. I think so, for sure. He could be on the move, I reckon. Could be. Let's talk about Stephen Gerrard's return to Anfield as a manager for the first time. Yeah. He got a very good reception. As we expected. And they didn't get hammered. So... They didn't get hammered. And I think they played very well at times, Villa, in, in that environment. They defended strongly. I think, you know, obviously Martinez had to make those saves to keep him in it. Yeah. At times, some very good saves in there from him. Um, And then the penalty. Some might say it was soft, but I think he's... Again, it's one of those where I don't think Tyrone Mings needs to challenge him. No, he didn't need to make the challenge. Salah was going, <laughs> Salah was sort of yeah. towards the edge of the box. He's not going exactly. anywhere. Just, yeah. just stay with him. It's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, just stand him up. I think it's just the panic of seeing who who's in front of you more than anything else. He probably doesn't do that with a lot of other players in the league. But when no. it's Mo Salah, the panic sets in, and you might throw a leg out there when at times you, you normally wouldn't. And then you just kind of bundle him over. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of went down, and I think some people weren't happy with it, but I thought, I just thought, yeah, it seems fair enough. You could, these days, you can't complain about a penalty, because VAR will have a look at it. Yeah, and if it's that blatantly wrong, it'll get overturned. Yeah, exactly. But we still will. Oh, of course we'll complain. You know, if, yeah, I'll complain till the cows come home. Yeah. <laughs> Goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But no, um... He did. A, he had a strong showing. I think uh, he's doing a very good job with that Villa team so far. So far, so good. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to be judged on how they get on against Liverpool. No, but even though even even the performance where they dug in at times and like I said, Martinez. Yeah, there was, was one uh, one save in particular that it deflected off a of Matty Cash, I think. Yeah. In the first half. You just can't. The thing is, I think it took the pace off the ball, which yeah. helped him a bit because you notice that as when he got his hand on it, it just dropped in front of him rather than bouncing anywhere. Yeah. But no, the, still the change of direction. One thing I will say is, I think he was playing. He was jumping around too much for my liking during the penalty. Right. Okay. He was trying to get. He was trying to get in Salah's head. He was pointing like one direction, you know, to the side. Go, go on. You're going to go that way. You're going to go that way. And he was jumping around right until the very minute that Salah kicked the ball. And I'm just thinking, well, if he stands still a bit more. Or even if you're on your toes, you know, you're on your toes or whatever, like you're supposed to be as a goalkeeper. And you know which way you're going to dive. Because you must, you know, you must dive. So I didn't feel like he got out. He probably, He's probably not saving it anyway, let's put it out there, because it was a really good penalty from Salah. But I just feel like he was just jumping around too much on the line for me. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're trying to play these mind games fine, but just save the penalty. Save what's in front of you. I know these things have worked for you in the past, because I think it's the Bruno Fernandes one earlier on against the season when he walked off and he said, oh, you shouldn't you be letting Ronaldo take this or whatever it was Yeah. to, uh, to Bruno, which is very funny, even though, you know, we lost the game as a United fan, but 
It is very funny. And shouldn't you be letting him take this? What are you doing? <laughs> of course, Ronaldo's taken every penalty since then. It must be. It must be added. Yes. Um, but you know, just sometimes, just just save what's in front of you. Don't messing around because I just felt he was. If he if he's standing a bit more still, he's a bit more focused on on his dive and where he's going. I think he would have got closer to it than he did. Because he seemed to, yeah. because he was halfway. He seemed to be halfway through a leap as Salah was taking his strike. Yeah. And I just felt, well, if you're a bit more planted and a bit more, well, a bit more, not necessarily planted, but a bit more prepared, he seemed to be halfway through a jump as he was taking the strike, which means you're never going to get what you need, the power, to get a, to shift yourself across the goal to where you need to be. But, you know, I'm not a goalkeeping coach. <laughs> but it just seemed, it just did seem a little bit weird. A bit too active. Yeah. Calm yourself down, Emilio. Indeed. Indeed. Right. Um. Next up. I mean, yeah, United and City, couple of one nil wins. Yeah, two very good penalties. Yeah, indeed. Raúl Jiménez. Yeah, sending off. It's just it's daft, really, from him. I think. Well, yeah. Obviously, if you've just been booked, then you step away, don't you? Yeah. You just because you know you're going to get a yellow card for that. Yeah, you can't. Why? Why you? You just don't take those risks, do you? You just don't. It's just like, what are you doing? And you just drop your team in it. Yeah. And then, to be fair to Wolves, they dug in. They did. They did dig in, and they, you know, that, you know, that comes just after the hour, the goal. Yeah. You know, City had peppered the goal, but they didn't really look like scoring at that up That's until it, yeah. they scored. Yeah. And again, no, no issues with the penalty on that one. Nope. And then United obviously get their penalty. Ronaldo dragged down in the box. Yeah, that... obviously I've seen them given. It still falls yeah. into that category, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, you you None have seen defenders get as a you Norwich have... player. Oh yeah, you have seen defenders get away with those, but that's the point. They're getting away with them, aren't they? Yeah. And I think, you know, and United have been on the beneficiary of that. I've seen Harry Maguire grab many a man and get away with it, but. Unfortunate for Norwich. Unfortunately again, for Norwich. Again they, uh, with Norwich, though, they had the chances. They just haven't got anyone to put it away. Yeah, but I think David De Gea was on. David De Gea played God very well. God Don't form get me wrong. Again. Yeah. But... but he's just kind of in this form. You know if United are going to have a bad season because David De Gea plays brilliantly. <laughs> Which you don't mind. That... I don't mind. I'm a big David De Gea fan. He's my boy, but... um. I'd rather, I'd rather he played well and we played well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can't have everything, though, can you, mate? I mean, we can. No, you can't. City can. But why can't United? Answers on a postcard. Yes, please. At Let's Football Pod, please. On your Twitter. Um. So, yeah. Pretty simple. Well, not simple, but uneventful in many respects, those games. And then obviously Brighton Spurs gets postponed again, as previously discussed. Yeah. But Burnley West Ham, nil nil. Not a lot to say about that game, to be no, honest. No, no, neither side really did enough to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Leicester demolish Newcastle. Another great penalty in this game, by the way. Oh yeah, the Tillman's one. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you don't mess around, does he? No. As Andy Gray both, used to both say, both these goals were good. You don't save those. No, you don't save those. <laughs> Um, yeah, both his goals were very good. Yeah, yeah, both of them were extremely but good. All the goals were pretty good in that game. Mm. No, you're right, they were. Yeah. yeah, all the goals were pretty good. Newcastle 
well, after the euphoria of last week, yeah, it's back down to work with a bump, I'm afraid. It is, and that you know we know that they've got a long, long road this season. Newcastle after that loss, they are, you know, still, still three points away from safety, but we have seven goals. They need four points essentially. Yeah, to get themselves out of the bottom three. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's going to get tricky. It'll be interesting to see what they do in January, and we're not that far away nope. from seeing if Newcastle really go for it in January. And try and make some business happen, um, because they they need they need to strengthen that squad if they've got any chance of surviving. But then it's about getting the right players because of adjusting to the Premier League. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they play it in January. Whether they just kind of go, okay, this might be a slightly longer term project, where we kind of go, okay, Eddie, go down. We might end up going down. But you know you have to come back up first time. Yes. Yeah. And then and then they take it and they kick on from that then. But we'll see what happens the rest of this season. Yeah, Palace Everton. I Gallagher. Conor Gallagher, Gallagher is a very he's a, good player. He's a footballer, isn't he? He is. I mean, that second goal. Oh. Yeah, his second goal was insane. That just he just looked great. I mean, I don't know. Even for their first goal. Uh, Palace. I don't know what Damari Gray was doing. He no, just yeah. seemed to pass it back into the box and just go, there you go, Palace, you have it. Straight <laughs> straight into RU's feet. And then he whips it across and they get the opening goal. Yeah. The Everton fans getting on Rafa's back. Yep, still. He's in He's in a bit of bother. He's a Rafa. And then they said Richarlison was injured. That's why he came off. Yeah. I mean, it's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. Can't, can't play an injured player. No, no. Um, but then I was just going to mention as well for that for that amazing Connor uh, Gallagher goal that we got at the end. I don't know what the play was in. I can't remember. I don't know who it Seamus was. Who took the free kick. Was it Seamus, Seamus Coleman? Coleman. He just, yeah. He just kind of swiped it. I don't know if he, th- he was trying to hit the player to get a booking for yeah. whoever was blocking it's just it. Just like take a minute, take a couple yeah. of seconds, let your team get up the pitch. Exactly. And then knock it <laughs> long. And it's just gone. He's just made a mess of it. He just made an absolute mess of it. Yeah. But we did get to see a great goal. So in some respects, we thank you. We do thank you, Seamus. Thank you. That was a hell of a goal. From us to you, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> and then I guess Friday night's game, the only one we haven't talked about. Yeah. Brentford. Brentford Watford. left it very late. Very late again. And Mbwemo. Yeah. With the penalty at the end. Another penalty. So that's what? Seven penalties this weekend? Yeah, many many penalties. Many penalties. Many, many penalties. But, uh, yeah, Brentford f- finding a couple of wins again. Into the top half. Back into the top half of the table. Watford still lingering around the edge. Yeah, of the relegation I think they'd be zone. disappointed with that, Watford. They probably would yeah. earmarked to that for a point at least. And again, it's a, it's another sloppy penalty to give away, I think. Oh, yeah, he's just bundled into him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just, it's clump, very clumsy. Very clumsy. Very clumsy defending this weekend. Do better. Yeah, everyone do better. Right, so uh, let's talk about the farce that was the Champions League draw. I mean, I didn't see the first draw. I did see the second one. So, for those that missed it, um, the Champions League draw happened twice because... 
So there's a big mess up, which UEFA claiming was a software issue. Yeah, yeah. But everyone watching could see that they were doing it wrong. <laughs> like, oh, you haven't put Man United in the pot for the Atletico tie. I think they they drew Man United against Villarreal, who which, we played in the group stage, yeah, which you can't do shouldn't that. be able to happen. Yeah. And I think they put they took oh they that's it they didn't put Liverpool in the Atletico. They put Liverpool in the Atletico instead of United. Right. Part. So it could have happened that Liverpool got drew against Atletico as well. So you could have had a draw where Villarreal, Man United and Atletico versus Liverpool were both games that already happened in the group stage yeah. were going to happen again in the last 16. And I understand why they do this. I understand that they oh, don't yeah. want the same ties it's to not happen so, again. Well, it's, not so much, it's not so much that. It's, it's, it is, well, it is mainly that. But then it is about just that, okay, you've kind of got out of that group. You need to face someone different. Yeah. And so you get that with it. And it's like, but that those are the rules. And if you can't stick by your own rules, then the redraw was inevitable at that point. Yeah. I remember I saw it and I thought, oh, United, United PSG. Yeah. And I saw others. Oh, I'll say that. They'll definitely redraw that. There's no way because they talk about it all the time. You know, even when they used to joke about it and they used to go, oh, we'll just open the last one. Hopefully this is on all right. Otherwise, we're going to have to do it all again. Yeah. So you knew it was coming. Now, think, I'm going to ask you a question as a United fan. Yeah, go on. Who would you have preferred, PSG or Atletico? I mean, we've got Atletico, so yeah. there's no point doing if woulds, coulds and shoulds because actually uh, that, draw, that first draw was never going to amount to anything once the first mistake had been made. Yeah. But I actually, given the way that Rangnick's probably going to get us set up in our high press, you'd fancy us against PSG again, you know. Probably. And we have a good record yeah. against PSG in Europe. You know, I think we've only lost once to them. Um, and that was the old Trafford game in the group stage last year. Yeah. Or whenever we played them in the group stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it would have been last year, wouldn't it? Um, we beat them away in fact actually no we no that's not true actually no we they beat us in both the we've basically beat them in the part de france twice and then they've won at old trafford twice but i just feel like with the way that rangley's got pressing if the three up the top didn't fancy getting back in amongst the midfield and fighting for the ball so that could have been quite lucrative for united yeah um but atletico are going to be a much difficult much different challenge you've got the individual brilliance of the psg team in that front three and of course you know even players in their midfield yeah but that atletico they're a unit they are that madrid side they're just a team and they're they will, a relent and they will they're fight relentless. for every ball yeah, yeah they will they will run you down so it, you know they're going to be the prospect is very different to psg um so it will very much depend on how United develop over the next couple of over the over the winter, yeah, under Rangnick and and what changes he makes and implements, uh, and if he can get them to implement it, because even though we did well in the home game the other week, the Crystal Palace game, uh, not none of that seemed to be in the performance at Norwich. No. So he's got to try and get that consistency in which. Many managers before him have struggled to get consistent performances out of this squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we'll see how it, it very much depends on that. Can United find some consistency in their performance levels over the winter to get them in a position 
where they can physically over 180 minutes compete with Atletico Madrid because yeah. that'll be the issue. That'll that's going to be, gonna be yeah. yeah, that's going to be the biggest thing. I think it's phys- it's going to be a physical challenge. And at least the second draw it gave us PSG versus Real Madrid. That's going to be amazing. It did give us that. It's going to be a big game. It's going to be a big game. We nearly we nearly had Ronaldo v Messi. Yeah. But we've got we've got uh, Benzema Real Madrid against Messi. PSG. Indeed. <laughs> Which doesn't have the same ring to it. Doesn't quite, but Benzema still. He's all right, isn't he? Benzema. Yeah, I mean he's a good player. He's he's, he's done all right in his he's career. He's done all right for himself. Yeah. So yeah, um, he's rubbish on FIFA, but he's done all right for himself. Yeah, no, he's he's not great. They need to they need to give him more respect on FIFA. I think. <laughs> get that get that card a bit higher, please. Um. So yeah, no, it's a bit of a bit of a mess, but they got there in the end. They Chelsea the will end. face Lille. <laughs> no matter what, that happened twice. That did happen twice, yeah. That happened twice. You definitely get the the world wanted Chelsea versus Lille in the last sixteen. So then, of course, City have drawn Sporting. Yeah. This is the actual one now. This is happening. But I also think Inter Liverpool is going to be a really good tie. Yeah, Inter doing well this year so far. Yeah. And so I think that's going to be a really interesting. I mean, okay, they've they've lost some players. Well, mainly Lukaku, haven't they? Yeah. They've lost their goals. Are they still playing well in Serie A? Yeah. So, um, Juvent- uh, Villarreal versus Juventus would be a good one as well. It's going to be an interesting one, that, because obviously teams in very... Villarreal are just a tough team to play against. And Juventus Emery's are not very... the power that they were. Ex- exactly, yeah. maybe two or three years ago. And Emery's very got them very organised, that Villarreal team, as you saw against the two games against United. Yeah. So, no, yeah, the English clubs are... Uh... I oh, think they'll be yeah. relatively happy. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Could have been easier. But, Could have been harder. Indeed. So, up next, I guess it's time for you to take us around the world in 80 seconds. Let's do it. So, we start in Serie A, where Vicenza holds Juventus to a one-all draw. Zlatan rescues Milan at Udinese as Inter reached the summit of Serie A. Julian Brandt scores a late equaliser for Dortmund as they draw with Bochum. Leipzig's new manager gets them off to a great start with a 4-1 win, but Bayern's lead is up to six points in the Bundesliga. Real Madrid win the Madrid derby over Atletico to open up an eight-point lead at the top. Osasuna score a late goal to equalise with Barcelona. Kylian Mbappe helps PSG beat Monaco 2-0. Marseille win two, so the gap is still 13 points at the top. And for our friends down under in the A-League, MacArthur move to the top of the table after a win over Western Sydney. And there's a big one from League Two this weekend. Did you see this one? Oldham 5, Forest Green 5. Oldham were 4-1 down at one stage. So did they pull it back to 5 all, or did Oldham go ahead at one point? No, Oldham pulled it back to 5 all. Oh, okay. So well, there we go. Here's another little thing for you from this one. Go on then. A quarter of Forest Green's goals that yeah. they have conceded this season have been scored by Oldham. A quarter of the goals. A quarter of the conceded. goals they've conceded. They've only conceded twenty goals. So five of those five. were by Oldham. That's quite a good record, really, in League Two. It yeah. is. They've defended really, with... really well until yeah, up until up, up until the bit where they went four-one up. Yeah, they were doing really well. <laughs> 
and then Oldham decided they were going to make a game of it. Lots of entertainment to be found in the lower leagues of football here in England, as you always expect. But uh, yeah, so that's around the world in 80 seconds. Right, so let's have a quick chat about how our friend from our wonder kid from Football Manager 2015, Gianluca Guadino, is getting on after his recent return from COVID. Well, he has returned from COVID. Thankfully, he is back playing football again. Didn't kick a ball this weekend, though. Sadly. Sander Hassan were seven minutes away from a win. Holsten oh, no. Kjeln equalised in the 83rd minute. So they've gone from scoring a late equaliser to conceding one this week. Currently 17th in the table in Bundesliga 2. And they are four points from safety as it stands. It's not looking great. You need to get Gianluca back on this pitch immediately. It's not looking great for them, but the team below them, Ingolstadt, yeah. they've only got seven points. So it could be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse, but they need it to be better to stay in the league. They do. Absolutely. Right. So after that, let's have a quick look at our fixtures this weekend. Of course, we've got midweek fixtures, but uh, we won't be necessarily. That'll all be happening, probably. They'll all have happened by the time you hear this. So um, let's have a look at the fixtures this weekend. So obviously, there's all COVID pending that they all go ahead. So yep. Manchester United take on Brighton in the early game on Saturday. Then there are four games at three o'clock on Saturday. Southampton against Brentford, big game down the bottom. Watford against Crystal Palace, West Ham against Norwich and Aston Villa against Burnley. The half past five game is Leeds United versus Arsenal. Four games on Sunday for you this week. Everton face Leicester at lunchtime. Wolves against Chelsea's at two o'clock. Newcastle and Manchester City is at 2.15 before the big game at 4.30. And please, God, let us be all right in this one. Tottenham take on Liverpool. Well, you'll have plenty of time to prepare for it. Well, I just hope if everybody's all right, to be honest. You don't, if you don't play Thursday. If we don't play Thursday and we have to play Liverpool without playing a game for nearly two weeks, that could get ugly. Could be. Could be quite interesting. Could be very interesting indeed right don't forget guys you can get in touch with us in many ways if you want if you want us to discuss anything from your football club or any of the news that we've been talking about this week please do so you can tweet us at let's football pod go and follow the twitter if you haven't done so already or you can email us at let's talk football podcast 442 at gmail.com that's let's talk football podcast 442 at gmail.com we will be back next week with all the news and the updates from the world of football. But for now, we will see you all next time. Bye-bye.